Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. We actually, when it says do not worry, we choose not to worry. We do it. It's not, well, I'm really trying. Well, yeah, but it's a choice. You just do it. And you just give thanks. You just give thanks. And, and it's, it's, it's an act. It, it, you, you actually, you feel like you're faking it. You fake it till you make it. <laughs> it's what it feels like sometimes. But the, the bottom line is God sees that you're doing it because you love him and you want to obey him. Whether you feel like it or not. You know, my wife appreciates things that I do some things for just because that's what she likes that me to do, but I don't feel like doing it. I'm doing it because I care about her and what she wants. That's the love, not the feeling. How many know feelings come and go, guys, girls, right? The, the husband can go from hero to zero real quick. <laughs> It happens a lot. <laughs> We're dumb, dumb, dumb sometimes. <laughs> so it says here, you, 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 you must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. I mean, it's what happens. You're just there, you're looking, and you, you forget. Um, And then it says here, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And there's a lot of things in Scripture, there's a lot of things God asks us to do that aren't aren't necessarily easy. They are, they're not hard because anything, the Bible says that his commands are not burdensome. And to obey him and to love him is to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. It's in First John somewhere. Um, so it's not burdensome, but it's challenging because it, many times it mentally does not make sense. Loving your enemies, how many know that doesn't make sense? You avoid your enemies, right? You, you talk bad about your enemies. Like, that's what the world does. You don't love them. I, I know of a missionary, I don't know of a missionary, but if you want to, uh, End of the Spear, it's an amazing movie. You can actually get, get it on YouTube. Um, but it was uh, missionaries that went into a, a cannibalistic tribe, and the husbands were killed um, going in, and the wives went back in years later, and they were able to reach the people. And they went in with their kids, and God gave them breakthrough. It saved an entire village. And the one who murdered this one child's father became his grandfather. Loved him that much. That's only the power of God. That's only the love of God. And the movie just shows us. And it's a great movie. End of the Spear. If you want to. Um, and it's free. <clears throat> so, God blesses us for doing his word. But we got to understand that we only have the capacity for so much. And and I need someone for an illustration. I think I can pick on Alan because he's right on the front row. 
maybe I shouldn't do this because I like people when they sit on the front row and then if I, if I abuse them, it's not going to be a very good thing. But um, I want us to uh, see something. Uh, actually, I'm going to read one scripture first and then I'll, we'll use the illustration. We're going to go to um, 1 John 2, starting at verse 1. It says, my dear children, I love, God's so endearing, right? My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. So God doesn't want us to sin. Now, what is sin? Oh, it's smoking, drinking, swearing, you know. We, get, we got this list. What it is, is it's missing the mark of God's perfection. And it can be gossip. It can be, it can be anger. It can be worry. Right. We, you know, we, we have all these labels of, well, this is a really bad sin. No, it's all black. To God, it's all black. And we, we put, you know, people in different categories and all that. There's different consequences that are worse for certain sins. But in God's eyes, they're all black. It's all missing the mark. Because that's what the term sin is. It's an archer's term. When you miss the bullseye, it's called sin. So that's the term that's being used. So, so he, God doesn't want us to miss the mark of what he has for us. And he says here, it says, but if anyone does sin, does anyone sin? Anyone miss the mark of God? Anyone kind of messed up every once in a while? We, we have and we will because God is dealing with humanity and God knew that. And so the biggest thing that we have to understand is that's not a problem. The problem is, is when we're not honest about our sin. Problem is when we start hiding our sin. Problem is, is when we don't deal with our sin. But if we allow God to work in our life, we're going to see this here. Because it says here, but if anyone does sin, God will burn you up with fire and throw you into hell. <laughs> What's it say? Well, that was harsh. Yes, that's how sometimes we think. I'm just kind of telling you your thoughts because that's really how the devil has portrayed and we really think. But it says here, but we have an advocate who what? Pleads our case before the Father. Amen. He's ever, the Bible say, making intercession for us at the right hand of God. Isn't that awesome? He's praying. The one ministry he had on earth that he continued into heaven is what? Prayer. What's the least attended meeting in, in the church? Ouch. Should not be. Should not be. It says here, he is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but what? The sins of the world. Amen? This is the good news that we have. And we can be sure that we know him if we what? Obey his commands. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't what? Obey his commands. That person is what? Is a liar. You're lying to yourself. And you're lying to God. 
and he's not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. And this is how we know that we are living in him. This is the way we know. Those who say they live in God should what? Live their lives as Jesus did. Amen? Easy? Sure. <laughs> you know, I work with pastors all the time in the city, and, you know, outside of this. One thing I have to go myself and being each pastor is Jesus is our example. Jesus is the great by the churches and by the success of different things. Well, I'm good at this and I'm good at this. Well, great. Jesus is good at all of it. And guess what? We're not good at all of it. You're maybe strong in one area. I might be strong in another, but I need you in my weak area. You need me in your weak area. But what, you know, we go in our corners and we have this, I, I, got, I got this, I got this. And it's like, I can do it all. It's like, no, you can't. None of us can. That's why he's called us to be in a body. That's why he's called us to be in a family. Our culture does not understand this. The, the family breakdown of, we don't have meal times together. You know, when back in the old days when I was younger, we used to have the meal time where you were like, you would talk about your day, you would connect, you would, people aren't even doing meals together anymore. Where are you connecting? Where are you bringing that together? Where are you drawing to, from one another in the family? Where are we doing this? Where are we doing this in the family? If we think one hour or two hour service on a Sunday is going to be enough to carry me through in my walk with God, especially with what we're being bombarded with by the world, if we think that that's enough, we're fooling ourselves. If we think that's going to make me be a, a doer of the word, because I don't want to do the word a lot of the time. It's hard. There's things that it's challenging. I don't want to pray. Let's be honest, people. But I do. Why? Because I know that's what God wants. And yes, there are times I feel like praying. Thinking, oh, man, my pastor's super evil. I mean, he doesn't even want to pray. What's up with this guy? Let's fire him. <clears throat> no, I'm honest. And, and we need to be honest because God can work with honesty. And where, you know, David was the most honest one in Scripture, and he would, he would say, I'm anxious and I'm all of this, but he would turn it around and he would give it to God and it would turn and it would change. But he had, you have to be honest with where you're at before you can get to where you want to go especially with God. Jesus was so angry with the hypocrites and the religious people because he says, you say one thing, but you do another. You put this heavy yoke on people and you command them to do this, and these things are all true what you're saying, but you're not doing it yourselves. That's what I have with you. Because you come with a critical heart and you condemn and you put these heavy weights on people, and secretly you're living and doing all these other dark things. Because you're not walking in that grace. You're not walking in that ability to be able to help one another. And you know, one of the greatest ways that we can do this, and we're going to get into this in the, in the weeks ahead, the Bible says, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. The church is the place 
where we should be able to be the most vulnerable, be able to come with our faults and not think that we're going to be condemned and shot down and destroyed. We should know that when we come, we are going to be up and we're going to be and help and vice versa. Because each one of us, how many know we have strengths and weaknesses? That's what I love about the body of Christ. That's what I love about the family. You got all kinds of different strengths and abilities and, and quirkiness. How many like quirkiness? It's good. Yeah, it depends, right? Which quirk you're talking about. <laughs> but, but there's quirkiness, but it's good because it adds, it spices things up. God made everyone different. And it's good. We need to appreciate these differences. We live in a culture that's wanting to put everything in one, you know, you've got to, what, yeah, what, we're all in, we're, we're tolerant of everything. As long as you tolerate what we tolerate, then we'll tolerate you. But if you, if you don't, we don't tolerate you. Tolerance is tolerance. You can't pick and choose. I accept everyone, but I don't affirm everyone. I don't affirm everything. I will not affirm what the word of God and what God has laid out in his plan doesn't affirm. And there are a lot of things the world is saying. God says it, this is okay, and it's not. He gave us 66 books, and there's several verses that say he is against that. And he, he accepts a person, but he doesn't affirm that because it will destroy a person. God sees its end. And so we have to make a choice. Do, am I going to trust God? And so, Alan, we're going to have you come on up here. So the Bible says this, because this is the choice that we have every day. So it says, do not love the world or the things in this world. Okay, so Alan's carrying on in life. Yeah, that's right, carry on. Okay, it's just, He's carrying on in life, and it says, Do not love the world or nor the things it offers. For when, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers, it offers this, a craving for pleasure, a lust for pleasure. Okay? So Alan picked this up along the way. Okay? Living his life in the world. So he has a lust for pleasure. <laughs> All right, yes. I don't, think he, I don't think that's a strong area of lust in his life. <clears throat> a craving for everything that he sees. Okay? It's just like... <laughs> <clears throat> and and, and we, we, can, we deal with all of these things. We deal with... The, the lust for physical pleasure. We live for pleasure. We look for the most comfortable seat. We look, you know, our cars are made to bring us comfort. Everywhere we go, we seek comfort. You know, the food's got to be good. And, and we're just, we crave and we, we seek that all the time. And we live in a culture where we can get a lot of pleasure. Right? <laughs> And we can crave everything we see. And how many know it's out there? And it's like, oh, I can want this. Oh, I want this. Oh, I want this. And then it says here, and the other thing, there's three things that the Bible tells us. And then there's the pride in our achievements 
and our possessions. So Alan picked these things up along the way. <laughs> so this is what he's holding on to. Okay, now all of these things we know, because the pride in achievements and possessions, how many know it's always something more? It's always something more. And you're driven, and you're driven. And I'm not against success. God wants us to succeed, but he doesn't want us to be driven by success. God wants to lead you in success. It's completely different. You're not driven. The devil drives you from behind. You're not good enough. You're not going to do. And God leads you. He says, you know what? That was really good, but I've got another step you can do. It's step by step. He leads you. It's completely different. And so Alan's got these things. And that's what he's holding on to. But all of us only have a capacity to hold on to so much. We think we can just grab everything, but you can't. You, there's only a certain amount of time. There's only a certain capacity that you have. So the Bible says this. It says um, that when we, we love the world, it says here, the cravings of these things. It says these things are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who what? does what pleases God, will live forever. So again, an exchange. So you're either going to live following all of these things in the world, following these primary three things, and being completely driven, by, or you can choose to, God, I want to live for you. And I want to follow you. And I want to obey you. And so the exchange is, so Alan, let's say, Alan, bumps into God, and God says, I got a better life for you. You've messed yours up. Give me a try. That's already happened, right? Okay. So, so he made an exchange. So instead of pride and achievements and possessions, he's going to let go of it. He says, God, I give you it. And God gives him his word and gives him promises. There's an exchange. Now, I'm still holding on to the lust for pleasure and craving for everything that he sees. But he's starting to get into God's word. He's starting to see God has good things. That God has more. And not more, you know, we think of more in possessions. I've been to several countries in the world. In most of these countries, they have nothing. But they have everything. They have righteousness, they have peace, and they have joy. And even though they have nothing, they have everything. They are happier, and they are more content. And I'm sitting here, and sometimes I come back, and I'm thinking, these are weights. Uh, you know, because I don't have these possessions. They have me. If I, if I, if I look at it, and I, and I really evaluate it, and the only way that those don't have me is when I give them to God and let God use them. And I'm just the steward of them. So that I am not the one that's in control of them anymore. So Alan's like starts to get into God's word, starts to get into God's promises. Then the Holy Spirit comes into his life. And, and, and he begins, the Bible says, let's go to Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. It's not a matter of external things. It's not a matter of what we can get on the outside. But it says, but it is this. 
but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And another translation says of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what's important. It's not important, all the accomplishments. So Alan, all of a sudden, it's like, wow. And he drops his lust for pleasure, and he accepts righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And he stays in God's word. But how many know the light of life comes and a friend walks by and says, so Alan, how you doing? You know, what's that first thing we, we answer in our society, especially guys? What do you do? Oh, my work's going good. We go on about work. It's like, no, how are you? How are you as a person? Women are better at this. Okay, I'm going to pick on the guys tonight. Guys are like, yeah, yeah, I accomplished my job. I got this, I got that, I got <laughs> Feel really good, right? Whereas women are more, how, how you doing? How are the kids? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> and they do it in the bathroom. Like, gross. <laughs> so, but you know what? I come by and I'm like, okay, Alan, so how's it going? You know, I start challenging him in his work. And, oh, you know, you're not quite so successful in this and what's going on and and you know there's this pull and 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 we have to be careful because if we're not around the right people that will pull us down the bible says bad company corrupts good character you're around that enough and they, you've got their ear to kind of hear and you're thinking and it'll pull you to the point where see now alan has to make a choice because he only has the capacity to hold so much. You can't do everything. You're lying to yourself. And I'm getting old enough now to know that you can only do so much in life. And I mean, when I was young, I was like, <laughs> do this, do this, do this, you know, run, 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 run. And it's like now I'm like, okay, I got to pace myself. We got to do four things, <laughs> and I'm going to get the four things done, right? But I know, I know what I have the capacity to do, live and learn, right? Gray hair or no hair, right? This is life's lessons. You learn from them, but you only have the capacity for so much, and I'm very selective on what I'm letting even get into my ears, there's things people will bring to me. It's like, no, 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 I, I'm not going to hear this. This is, you know, there's certain things you, you can't even allow in your ears. Because you can't unhear and you can't unsee some things. And words, you can't take back once they come out. So... If we stay in God's word and God's promises, God's word, and we're going to look at this, um, not tonight, but we're going to look at this as we go into this series. We're going to talk about different ways. We're going to look at different areas where we can allow God to cause us to walk in his word. How we can begin to take promises for our family, for our finances. Because we have to know how to walk it out. 
okay? That's where the problem is. It's not, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, we know lots of things on YouTube, but we're not living it. We're not experiencing it. We're not walking it. We're not doing it. That's where the rubber hits the road. That's where the blessing of God comes. Not just because we know it in our head. Because we can know all kinds of things, but we live a different way, and that makes us a hypocrite. So Alan has a choice. What do you want? That's really good. The possessions part. I got, I got more than this watch for you. I have a, a new house and a new car. <laughs> a Mustang convertible. You know, but there's, it's always something here. It's always something more. It's always something more. But, but Alan has to go back, and he has to make a choice. Now, he has spent time with God. He has spent time abiding with him every day. Then it's easier to make these choices. David said, God, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So David took time to take God's word, put it in his heart, and make those promises precious to him. So Alan's holding on to this. Good job. Keep holding on to it. But that's the exchange. That's the exchange. And every... <laughs> what did you do now? I, I held on to it. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you did something to my water. <laughs> okay, Alan was probably not the right one to pick for this. <laughs> <laughs> Serves you right. So, but the thing that I want us to see and, and that I want us to understand today is, is we have an advocate, and he is continually pleading for us. He is continually believing in us. And every one of us have areas where we're blindsided. We have areas of weakness. We have areas where we're not strong. And it's so important that we know that in the family of God, it's a safe place. That's why the Bible says if you've got a problem with your brother, go to your brother. Don't talk about it to other people because it gossip betrays confidence. When you do that, it destroys relationship. Go to that person directly because a lot of times, most offense is miscommunication. It's not even deliberate. The majority of it is just it's been communication that's been broke down and it wasn't good. When you go one-on-one, -on -one, it keeps that relationship safe and it keeps all the relationships safe. Amen? So know that it's a safe place. Know that if you're coming with a weakness, that it's not going to be blasted out to everyone, but you're going to cover it. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. So we cover one another, we love one another, and we go back to God's promises and we say, what does God say about this for you? Because he's not condemning you. He's wanting you to turn away from that, but what's he want you to turn to? Amen? Because he's not taking us away from something to put us into nothing. He gives us, he, 
We give up what's good for what's best. Because a lot of times, it's not the, the blatant sins. It's the pleasures and the good things that keep us from God when God wants to give us something better. Because he wants to give it to us in a different way. And he does it. One of the things I, I, I was uh, growing up, um, I liked all kinds of designer stuff and expensive clothes. And I was dumb because I would spend tons of money on a shirt and pants. One time I spent $300 on a shirt and pants. This was back in 1984. Yeah, dumb. But now, God gives it to me in a different way. And I don't spend that, but I get it. Cheapy, cheapy. <laughs> Almost free. I'm not going to tell you my secrets, but this outfit is super cheap. But it's all designer. But God can get it to you when you put him first. He gets it to you a different way. He doesn't withhold it doesn't hold me. Those things don't hold me. They come and they go, and I'm thankful because I live for God. And he is good. And we got to learn to live and trust him in those ways. So what I want us to do tonight is I want us to just make that, if I can have the worship team up. Is, is Natalie gone? Yeah, just do the, uh, she's doing double time. She's in nursery and the worship team. Wow. We need more helpers. <laughs> but, um, but we're going to, let's stand. Because what I want us to do in closing tonight is I want to just read this scripture again in um, 1 John. I love this one. My dear children, I'm writing to you, you, this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. And he is Christ Jesus, the one who is truly righteous. And he himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of the world. So to, what we're going to do tonight is we're just going to come back to Jesus. And we're going to come back to him with everything. All of our failures, all of our mistakes, all of our weaknesses, we're going to just bring them back to him. Because that's the starting point. And those that are online, if, you're, if you've never done this, Jesus is perfect love and he's perfect forgiveness. And he knows everything about you and me, all of us. And we can't hide anything from him. So we can lie to ourselves and pretend that this isn't an issue or that's not an issue. And then when we keep falling in it, and we keep feeling condemned and we keep going around in that circle. At some point, we've got to get off the hamster wheel because that's what the enemy puts us on. And the world puts you on and keeps you just spiraling. But Jesus came to set us free. So Jesus, we thank you that you are the one. You are the one. 
It pleads our case before the Father. And so we, we give you our lives. We give you every area. We give you even the hard things. We give you every weakness. We give you even hidden sins. We, we ask, Jesus, that you would help us. You would help us. Help us to live for you, Jesus. Help us to walk with you. Help us to know your forgiveness and your love. Help us to show that to one another. Help us to walk together, encourage one another, and strengthen one another to become all that you have called each one of us to be. Jesus, I ask that you would make us a strong family, that we would truly love one another deeply from our hearts with the love that you put in them. Help us to find ways to be able to do that in our everyday life. Help us to make room for you. Help us to come to you in prayer when we're struggling. Help us to read your word and grab a hold of your promises that you have for us because they're great and precious promises. We thank you, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.